Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Praise the Lord, everybody. Perhaps you did not hear me. I'm going to say it again. Praise the Lord. Bible said, let everything that has life praise the Lord. He said, preacher, I don't feel like it. But he woke you up this morning. He put food on your table. And since you are in church, you might as well just go ahead and praise the name of the living God. Let, let, let me tell you, let me tell you my testimony. God has been good to the Josephs. Maybe you missed that. He has been good. When there was sickness, he was good. When there was unemployment, Dick and Don, he was still good. When the money was funny, he was still good. So when I say praise the Lord, I'm talking from my own experience. You don't have to praise him, but the Joseph will praise him because he brought us. After the session yesterday, the committee drilled me very hard. I, I went home and my throat was itchy and by the afternoon I couldn't talk and I tried to take some tea and, and I'm laying down. I went to sleep at 4 o'clock. The Lord was talking to me and voice is gone. The Lord said, I don't care what happened. You're still going to have to preach this word. <laughs> so I need your help this morning. I want to give honor to God who is the head of my life to my pastor. The Reverend Dr. Classy Preston. I would that everybody would stand and give our pastor a rousing round. To the committee for all of their hard work. We thank God for you, to our worship leader, bless you, and to the celestial choir, bless God. Y'all don't know, but um, Sandra has death in her family. Her brother-in-law transitioned, and she's still praising the name of the Lord. So we are praying for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most holy and all wise God, we thank you 
for everything that you have done. For you have appointed this day. And I pray, God, that you would be glorified. We bind distraction, confusion, and we release worship in this place. Speak that we might listen so our souls will be edified. We thank you for what you're doing in this season. And we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In 2003, Paramount Pictures and MTV Films released a musical comedy. It was entitled The Fighting's Temptations. The main plot revolved around Darren Hill, played by Cuba Gooden Jr., who traveled to his hometown of Monte Carlo, Georgia, as he attempts to revive a church choir in order to enter a gospel competition with the help of the beautiful lounge singer and childhood friend, Lily, played by Beyonce, with whom he falls in love. And through the choir's music, Darren brings the church community back together, all the while seeking a relationship with Lily. The choir ultimately won the competition by singing this song entitled, He Still Loves Me. Take a listen. you missed the words, I wanted to give you a hearing and tell you the, the lyrics. Took me a while, but I'm finally here. So I just want to testify, make it crystal clear. See, I've been picked on, talked about, out of my friend's mouth. I've been beat down. Till he turned my life around. Seems like I always fall short of being worthy. Because I ain't good enough. But he still loved me. I just wonder if there are some folks in the church this morning who would say, I ain't good enough, but he still loves me. 
I, I, I didn't make it here because of my own ingenuity, but he still loves me. Beyonce said, folks talked about me out of their mouth, but he still loves me. Sometimes life will stand up on you and you feel like you're at the bottom. But every now and then you need to remember he still loves you. When folks don't like you, when folks are talking about you, when folks make you feel like as if you are nothing, remember he still loves me. Oh, I am not good enough, but he still loves me. So I, I was sitting in my office. I said, Lord, why do you want me to go in th through this? I ain't no superstar. I don't like the spotlight anyway. And I heard the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. I need somebody to go, and I'm sending you. So I said, Lord, I ain't no superstar. Folks are looking for someone who will dazzle them and blow their mind. I'm just a regular preacher. And you heard what he said. He said, just as you are, I'm going to use you. I wish I had somebody in the church who said, just as. Most of us struggled with identity issues because the world keeps telling us that the standard is the best, the highest, the fastest, the greatest, the richest. Even in the church, we've come to accept that if we do not meet the standard, some folks won't even come to church anymore. But the last time I checked, the church is a place for the broken. I know some of y'all got your best clothes on, your best suits on, but let me tell you something. You ain't good enough for what God has you to do, but by the grace of God, stop looking down on somebody else because all of us are work in progress. God still loves your neighbor no matter how messed up he or she may be. So we need to learn to cut some folks some slack. I made up my mind, I told the Lord that I am never going to beat up people on the pulpit. Because when they come to church, they're looking for grace, looking for love, and a reminder that you still love them. I have chosen the story of David versus Goliath. And the Samaritan woman at the well because they show how God is using ordinary people just as they are to do extraordinary things. You see, you don't have to be the most talented, the most gifted, the most intelligent, the most connected, the most accomplished to be used by God. God can use the lame and the blind the lowly and the poor, the marginalized and the persecuted. If God can use a stammering murderer like Moses, 
He can use you just as you are. If God can use a prostitute like Mary Magdalene, he can use you just as you are. If God can use a liar like Peter and build a church upon his confession, he can use you just as you are. And if he can use a murderer and a persecutor of the church like Paul, he can use you just as you are. I'm so glad that God is not like human beings. I'm so glad. See, most people look down on others when they don't think that person measure up. So what? You don't sing like Tamala man. God wants you to sing anyhow. And while I'm in here, Reverend Jones, can I remind my sisters, don't listen to the Southern Baptist Convention who tells you that women should not preach. If God called you, he already predestined you to preach. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. It does not matter if you're a man or a woman. I love going to places. I was invited uh, by a Lifeway because I write for Lifeway uh, to their uh, uh, convention because, you know, Lifeway started with Southern Baptist. And then they were talking and said, who is your pastor? I said, my pastor is the Reverend Dr. Classy Preston. That, yes, she's a woman. Yes, she is a woman. I like to blow their minds. Who am I to say that God cannot use this sister just as she is? God is in charge. He qualified the unqualified. I don't have the right to tell somebody that God cannot use you, no matter who you are. Got to get off and stop looking at people's lifestyle and focus on their heart. I'm going to leave that alone. Stop letting other people make you feel bad because they don't think you are as good as somebody else. See, yesterday I, was, I left uh, the session, and I said, Lord, I think I failed. God said, that's their problem. I'm going to use you just as you are, whether you are Pleasant Grove Church or somewhere else. It's all about me. I'm going to get the glory. Just be faithful. So, so don't let people make you feel as if you do not measure up. Don't wait to be perfect before you start serving God. Don't wait to have your life together before you can join the church. After all, Jesus is looking for broken people. He did not come for the perfect. He came, he came for the brokenhearted, for sinners. God is looking for some folks who will step up and help Monica in the youth ministry, just as you are. You say, well, I don't know. I've never taught before. Well, you know what? God will help you and make you go through some process, and you will be able to do what is needed to get done to help the youth ministry. We need some folks, just as you are, to help seek in the choir. 
God is looking for people who would say, just as I am. And so I direct your attention to the story of David. I chose this story because it demonstrates God using a young man just as he was. Y'all stay with me because I'm going to go somewhere. When David confronted Goliath, he had not been on a battlefield before. David did not even know how to use a sword. He was a teenager, a shepherd boy, small in stature, but filled with confidence. Goliath felt disrespected that, no, that a nobody like David would challenge him. A nobody like David would challenge him. And so the Lord said to me, I want you to put this tag on this session and call it, God wants to use your weaknesses and your strength. David was a nobody. Do I have some nobodies in the church this morning? Who are standing up to some giants in their land? Are there anybody who says, I'm a nobody, but I'm yet standing for justice and righteousness? I'm a nobody who's standing against racism. I'm a nobody who's standing up for my women, sisters, and brothers. I am a nobody. The Lord said, David, you go forth. And Goliath saw David, saw a nobody. Folks, in this world, folks will see you as nobodies. When your money is not as long as somebody else, you may be a nobody. You may be a nobody to the justice system. You may be a nobody to the, to the politicians. You may be a nobody to a lot of folks. But I'm so glad, just as you are, the Lord is recruiting some nobodies to stand up to the giants in the land. And I said, God, folks will often look down on you and remind you that you are nothing. You're not all of that. And the Lord said to me, just tell them I'm a nobody telling everybody about Somebody who can save, y'all not getting me. I'm a nobody. Don't let this shell fool you. But I have come to tell somebody. I don't let this process fool you. In the end, at the end of it, when it's all said and done, it's all about Jesus. For he saved me. He died for me. I didn't come in here to entertain you. I've come to tell somebody that there is a someone who can save you no matter what your sin is. Just as you are, the Lord wants to set you free. Just as you are, the Lord wants to heal you. Just as you are, the Lord wants to use you. Just as you are, the Lord wants to bless you. I am a nobody telling everybody about somebody who can turn this world around, who can heal cancer, who can heal diseases. I'm a nobody, but thank God that Jesus is the somebody that everybody needs. Watch this. Dave, Goliath saw David. Goliath was 9'9". Nine, nine. 
He saw it alone was 125 pounds. He saw David. He said, oh, that's a, that's a done deal. You ain't worthy to stand before me. But I'm so glad when you see me, you think that you're looking at me. But don't fool yourself. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Don't fool yourself. I'm not just what I am. I am mighty in the name of Jesus. So Goliath said, you ain't nobody. He's just a little shepherd boy. I, I'm so glad that a shepherd can lead the sheep, feed the sheep, and Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. So if you want to come against me, David said, you're coming against the Lord. And watch this. If you think you're big and bad and you can go against the Lord, you'll find something soon enough. David said, I'm going to come against you in the name of the Lord. I wish some of y'all would tell cancer, I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. I wish some of y'all would tell poverty, I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. I wish you would tell divorce, I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. Stop trying to fight the battle. Give it to the Lord because the Lord is your battle act. The Lord is your healer. The Lord is your deliverer. The Lord will bring you through. He said, you only have sticks, but I have swords. How dare you come against me with your sticks? Do you think I'm a dog? He wanted to insult him, disrespect him, denigrate him. That don't sound like the devil. He'll find folks who will lie on you, talk about you out of their mouth, like Beyonce said. They will remind you that you don't measure up because all you got is stick. But watch this. The last time I looked in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Exodus, it was a stick that God used to pop the water. I just want somebody to say, I'll use the stick because mighty is the stick in the hand of the anointed servant of God. Yes, I may have a stick, but I can do some great things. There are some seeds that have to be parted. So David said, yes, I've got some stick, and I will slay you in the name of the Lord. And so Goliath came with all of his arrogance. And David went before him just as he was. Goliath saw witnesses, but what he did not see was the God that was in David. You see, in Western culture, witnesses are frowned upon. People celebrate the best, the most skilled, the most accomplished. And I've never heard someone celebrate a weakness. Even in the church, people don't like to put folks up who are not considered as the best in their field. 
But I want you to know that God wants to use your weaknesses and your strength. Stop being ashamed of your weaknesses. Give them to God. Let God work with you because truth be told, everybody has some weaknesses. They may look good on Sunday morning, but you don't know what they're dealing with on Monday. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> when God wanted Paul to move forward, do great things in the ministry, Paul said, Lord, I need you to take the throne out of my side. And God said to him, mm-mm, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I guess the picture I'm trying to paint here, folks, is that it's okay if you have weaknesses. Don't try to compare yourself with anybody else. God is working in all of us. And you don't know that very weakness is what God is going to use to bring forth great victory. Perhaps you say, I can't speak as articulate as somebody else. That's okay. Remember, Moses was a stammerer. Perhaps you can say, I've got some family issues. As pastor would say, my family are cray-cray. <laughs> but that's okay. God needs some crazy people too. <laughs> Perhaps you say, I'm unemployed and ashamed. But the way I see it is God putting you aside for a little while. So you can spend some more time with him and do some more work. Unemployment is not a weakness. It's an opportunity. I, I leave that. Y'all aren't with me this morning. It's an opportunity. Stop defining yourself by what the world says you ought to be. And let God determine who you can be in God. So if you've been picked on, talked about, Beat down. God can still use you no matter what. So David stood up to Goliath just as he was. And he didn't use a sword. He used a slingshot. What's in your hands, church? What's in your hands? Don't look at what's in somebody else's hand. Look at what's in your hand. To some people, God gave a sword. To others, he gave a stone. What's in your hand? Whatever it is, God wants to use you just as you are. The second story is that of the woman at the well. Jesus was tired having done so many miracles, and he even uh, fed some folks, and he's walking his way to town. The Bible said that it was noon, and he intentionally went through this Samaritan town, although he was not supposed to do that. Scholars speculate that the woman came to the well at noon because she had a bad reputation. 
Noontime is when the sun is at its highest and the temperature is at its hottest in the ancient Near East. Thus women went to the well early in the morning before sunrise. So getting water was also an opportunity for community. It was a social event. So the women gathered to socialize and talk to each other and catch up on the latest gossip. You know how we do, sisters. You know, you know how you do. Jesus left Judea, and he took a shortcut through a town in Samaria. The town was called Sychar, near Jacob's well. Technically, watch this, Jesus, a Jewish rabbi, should not have gone through a Samaritan town. But how many of you know that there is no limit to what God will do or where God will go to catch a sinner? Stay with me. He went to a town that could undermine his reputation and violated the norm and ethics of his day. When he saw the woman, he was not supposed to talk to her, but was because that was strike two. No Jewish male, particularly a rabbi, should have had conversation with a woman alone at the well. To add insult to injury, that woman was a Samaritan. You know, that's why you should never give up on anybody. Jesus is looking to go to any place at any time to find the lost. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? You know very well where God had to go to get you. Some of y'all are not going to admit it. But you're here today singing about Jesus. When, up, when once upon a time, you used to say, let's get it on. <laughs> by Marvin Gaye. Once upon a time, that's what you used to say, but now you're singing, oh, I love Jesus. Yeah. And every time you hear about a sister or a brother who has had some issue, you roll your eyes as if they are so bad. But can I remind you that once upon a time, you used to say, when I get that feeling, I need sexual healing. <laughs> but now... Because Jesus took a detour and went to the go-go bar and went to the brothel and went to the crack house. And now you're not singing sexual healing. You're singing, oh, how I love Jesus. You're singing, there is a friend, a friend like Jesus. Sometimes we seem to forget that Jesus is still looking to go to any place to get anybody because he came to save the lost. Don't look down on people and talk about their story. Their story is their story, but Jesus is still in the saving people business. Yeah. 
Well, some of y'all said, no, 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 I, I've never had this. Me, no, I'm not me. Not me. I, I, I don't like those songs. They're not gospel. I don't sing songs like that. What can I tell you? Hennessy and Miller Lite used to be your best friend. <laughs> but now you turn your life over to Jesus and you put down the 40 ounce. And the Lord is using you just as you are. So the songwriter said, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stand within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. And that's my testimony. I don't have the right to talk about anybody's lifestyle because I got my own skeleton in my own closet and God is still using me just as I am. Jesus made a detour. The reason why you are here is because the Lord made a detour to have a conversation with you and tell you, I have the water. Now, now watch this. Jesus didn't go over there just to have social hour. He didn't go over there to hit on the woman. He went and said, I've got the water that you need. And that's why I'm excited about the church. That's why I preach like I preach. Because Jesus still offering the living water. So come to the well to drink the water. Prostitute, come to the well. Drug addict, come to the well. Murderer, come to the well. Lost and confused. Come to the well. Jesus is still offering the living water to anybody who wants to drink the water. There is a fountain. And at the end of this song, it's entitled, Love Lifted Me. Oh, I know you want to bring some folks down, but every time you talk about me, Watch this. Love lifted me. Every time you put me down, the love of Jesus will bring me up. Every time you make me feel bad, the love of Jesus will make me feel okay. I'm not good enough. I'm just a nobody. But the love of Jesus in me. Oh, I feel sick, but nonetheless, I've got to preach this thing because the love of Jesus woke me up this morning. The love of Jesus gave me strength. The love of Jesus blesses me. The love of Jesus helped me. The love of Jesus feed me. The woman said, Sir, first of all, you're not supposed to talk to me. Second of all, where are you going to get that water? You ain't got a bucket. Jesus said, the water that I got to give you, you don't need no bucket. I'm offering you living water. The sister said, sir, give me that water. <laughs> because you see, she was cast aside, talked about. She was a nobody because of her reputation. Jesus gave her an opportunity to drink the living water. 
But Jesus also challenged her and said that you cannot remain who you are once you have an encounter with Jesus. If my voice was right, I would tell you. If you really are saved, you would smile every now and then and treat people better. They can done, I can't speak too much, but I'm going to say, if you are really saved, you will stop talking about people. If you are really saved, you will go out there and try to feed some of the hungry people out there. If you really were saved, you will have habitat for humanity because it's okay to be just as you are, but God wants you to be who he wants you to be. There is transformation in the name of Jesus. So the Lord walked with the woman, but she did not stay where she was. Jesus said, I'm giving you the living water. And you know what the woman said? She ran back to her town and she said, come see a man. I've met this man, and he told me everything about me. I'm no longer that woman with the bad reputation. I've drunk the water. Can I ask you, have you drank the water? Have you drank the living water? Because if you drink the living water, you will talk nicer. You will act better. You will love more. You will treat people differently. Have you drank the living water? She ran back. She was once a loose woman, but now she was a testimony in the making. She was a disciple maker because the Lord had an encounter with her. Have you drank the living water? Watch this. Watch this, worship leader. She did not wait to have all her life in order before she went and testified. Stop telling folks I'm coming next week. I'll do better next month. The Lord wants to use you just as you are. And you know, ain't any part of my text, but the Holy Spirit just gave me this. After her testimony, normally, people would not pay her no mind. The men in town would not even want to be seen talking to her. Why? Because of her reputation. But because of the Holy Ghost in her. Y'all not feeling me. See, the Holy Ghost will blind folks. Will con confuse their minds. When they try to curse, tell somebody, blessings will come out. When they want to talk about you. They're going to end up blessing your name. When they get mad at you, they're going to end up lifting you up. This woman, when she went to the town, instead of folks looking down on her, they said, I've got to see this man for myself because your testimony is so overwhelming. And they went and they saw Jesus. And the same people said, I've heard what you said, but now... I've seen him for myself. And I tell you, if you ever had an encounter with Jesus, you will never be the same again. She forgot all about her mistakes, her past, didn't even care what folks were going to say about it. I'm sure there's some of y'all sitting there saying, why is a short man howling like that? But I tell you, I don't even care. Because if you have drunk the living water, just as I have, you have a story to tell. 
If you have some crazy people in your family, you have a story to tell. If you know some folks who are battling sickness in their lives, you have a story to tell. If you know some folks who are battling depression and talking about suicide, you have a story to tell. And my story is Jesus can fix anybody. No matter what you're going through, look to the Lord from whence your help comes. And you will find out that he is all that he said he is. My wife said, well, don't go in there and preach too long because Faye's not going to be happy. So I'm going to go ahead and close out. I'm going to start first by saying this. Come to the well. Even if you have a stick in your hand, just as you are. See, a lot of time we want to Get folks all wild up, but this is a serious hour. So I've moved to my closing. Too many of us have been beaten up upon and walking away feeling discouraged. Let me encourage you that as long as you are in this flesh, you will struggle. But thanks be to God that Jesus is still looking to use you just as you are. Jesus did not come for those who are already righteous. If that was so, I would not be qualified. He did not come for those who are already saved. He did not come for those who are already holy. He did not come for the rich and the famous. He did not come for those who were perfect. He came to transform sinners into saints. He came to give life to those who are spiritually dead. He came to give hope to the hopeless. Peace to the troubled souls. He became sin. So we would overcome sin. He took death so we can live. And here is my testimony. Seems like I always fall short of being worthy. Because I ain't good enough. But he still loves me. Donnie McClurkin said it this way. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified. Freely forever. One day, he's coming. Tell your neighbor, one day he's coming. Uh, well, I know there's electric cars and people going to uh, out of space and space traveling, but one day, Jesus is coming. Oh, I know that the world it seems to be in turmoil and things are upside down, but let me tell you that one day, Jesus is coming. Folks may get more wicked, folks may get more evil, but one day, Jesus is coming. There will be wars and rumors of wars, but one day, Jesus is coming. 
And I don't know about you. When that day comes, whether I am alive or I am dead, the Bible says I will be caught up in the rapture. And all this foolish stuff will be over. And in the meantime, just as I am, every time I get an opportunity, I will holler and proclaim the name of Jesus. In the meantime, just as I am, I'm going to tell anybody that Jesus welcomes everybody to be part of the church of Jesus Christ. In the meantime, just as I am, I'm going to praise his holy name. In the meantime, just as I am, I'm going to feed the hungry. Just as I am, I'm going to help the helpless. Just as I am, I'm going to walk with those who need a friend. Just as I am, I'm waiting for Jesus. Are you waiting? I'm waiting for Jesus. And in the meantime, Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.